0: Good evening once again. Again, good to see you here this evening. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to bring forth the lesson tonight and I hope it will be of some value to you as well. Back in 2018 uh, when we were still at Gordonsville Church of Christ, I had the blessing of leading the fall uh, adult Bible classes which was focused on the book of Joshua. Which is exciting for me because the book of Joshua has always been one of my favorite books to read and study For lots of reasons, for one reason, if you didn't know, my first name is Joshua, Uh, thanks to my mother who's here tonight, which was kind of confusing at times growing up. I didn't know whether to answer to Trent or Joshua, and I knew if I heard Joshua Trent that I better come running because I was probably in trouble. Uh, But also, on a more serious note, uh, the book of Joshua was always interesting to me to study Joshua and the man of strength and courage that he was. Uh, It's also one of those vivid memories that I have from my childhood are those uh, children Bible classes. Uh, My generation was very lucky to have uh, those felt board lessons. If you have never saw those, you've missed out. But I can remember those lessons on the book of Joshua. I remember our class getting up and marching around the classroom there at Silver Point as we studied the walls of Jericho. Uh, So I really enjoyed the book of Joshua. And over the several months that I studied it for those adult Bible classes, I found several lessons from that that uh, we talked about then, that I think uh, that we could apply to our daily lives from the many successes and struggles that Joshua faced as he succeeded Moses. So tonight, I would like to take a look at Joshua's need for courage and strength, but also our own need for courage and strength as well. And I appreciate the song selection as well. That was a perfect song for that. So as we begin tonight's lesson on Joshua, Let's start off by taking a look at Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, for there, or now therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Every place that you... Uh, sorry, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you as I said to Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. This begins the book of Joshua which records his life uh, Joshua who succeeded Moses and leading the people into the promised land after their 40 years of wandering in the desert and in the wilderness. In this first chapter, God promises Joshua complete success, complete protection in his efforts to take over the land inhabited by fierce pagan nations, remember many of which uh, were heavily armed and were even knowledgeable or experienced in the art of warfare we'll also see that God encourages Joshua three times to be strong and courageous while promising him complete and total victory and safety. So if we think about that in a way, this brings up a contradiction of sorts. If you're going to win and if God's on your side, why should you need to be strong and courageous? After all, if God gives you a sure thing, why should you need strength and courage? So let's take a look at Joshua's need for courage and strength. Joshua heard God's command to take the land. Also, God's promise that he will surely win and his encouragement to be strong and courageous. Later on, however, Joshua found out why he would need strength and courage despite the guaranteed victory that God was giving him. He needed strength and courage Because leadership would be difficult, the people that he was leading were sinful and weak, and also the journey would be long. So first we start out by taking a look at how leadership would be difficult for Joshua. If we take a look at Joshua 1 verses 5 through 6, we see that no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. God here promised that he would be with Joshua just as he had had been with Moses. In other words, he would guide and he would confirm Joshua's leadership. But he did not guarantee Joshua that the people would follow, nor did it guarantee that the enemy would just lie down and give up as they went in to conquer the Promised Land. Joshua needed courage and strength because the people would rebel. Often they would become uh, unfaithful and act in cowardly uh, manners just as they had done under Moses' leadership. Remember there's a reason why the first generation would wander in the desert for 40 years and not make it into the Promised Land. God also had promised to be with Moses also, and that he would succeed. But it required 40 years of struggle and heartache to bring the Jewish people, or the children of Israel, Israel, to the point of entry. We saw an example of this this morning in Brother Titus's class, as he tends to do every time I have a lesson, he brings up a point, I think. But uh, in Exodus, Exodus 14 and 12, we saw the children of Israel complain and say, For it would have been better to stay in Egypt and to uh, serve the Egyptians than if they die wandering in the uh, wilderness. And of course, as we study Moses, we saw lots of difficulty during his leadership. Joshua also would need strength and courage because the enemy was cunning. Like we said, they're not just going to lie down and give up. Uh, They were cunning, and there also were constant challenges to his leadership. He was a a leader guaranteed a victory by God, but not before he would face many trials and disappointments. He was going to win, but God didn't say that it was going to be an easy victory. Joshua also would need strength and courage because the people that he led were weak and sinful. If we look at uh, Joshua 1, verses 7 and 8, we read, only the strong, only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or the left, that you may prosper whenever, wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. God provided the assurance of success based on obedience to his word. But the people were stubborn and disobedient. Of course, we knew this as we saw uh, in Exodus and as Moses led them through the wilderness, uh, that the children of Israel can be very stubborn and disobedient it required strength and courage to continually teach God's word and to remain faithful in the face of such widespread paganism. It was easy for sinful man to assume that their military success as they went and conquered nations was based on their own physical abilities and their own bravery while forgetting the role of God's providence and their victories. Only a morally strong leader like Joshua could maintain faith while his natural tendency may have been to revel, or to revel or to celebrate national pride as they conquered other nations. To obey God's word when unsure, to maintain God's commands when the world and its allurements surrounded him required that Joshua have the highest form of courage and commitment. When I think of that high form of courage and commitment and I think of how the people that he led were sinful, I'm reminded of the story of Achan, another lesson that we studied while I led the quarterly Bible study there at Gordonsville. Uh, of course, as we think of the story of Achan, that's around the time of Jericho. After the victory at Jericho, the children of Israel saw that God was on their side, that they had won that victory. However, they were handed defeat to Ai because of the trespass regarding their cursed things. We all know that uh, this was due to Achan as he had stole some beautiful Babylonian garments, about 200 shekels of silver, a wedge of gold that was about 500 shekels, or 50 shekels, sorry. Uh, and because of his trespass, 36 men would be killed. They would have to retreat, and they faced defeat. Joshua would tear his clothes. He fell onto the earth, onto his face. He put dirt on his head, and he questioned God. Why did you bring the children of Israel over the Jordan? We know that Joshua would bring the transgressor and Achan to light, uh, and then he would have to put him to death, his family, his livestock, everything to death. He would do that by stoning them, then he would burn them and the things that he stole so that Israel once again could find favor in God. Think about how difficult that would be as a leader. Think of the strength and courage that it took to stone Achan and his family to death so that Joshua could keep the standard required by God if he wanted to see victory that was promised by the Lord. Joshua finally also would need strength and courage because the journey would be long. If we look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, we see, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Yes, God would be with them, but the people didn't realize how long the process would take before they saw complete victory. Uh, They had to learn uh, about the land. They had to fight many campaigns over several decades before their goal would be reached. There were times when uh, the wars were going badly. There was probably little to no progress. Uh, There were even instances of infighting between various factions of the children of Israel themselves. And during these periods, or during these hard times, it was easy to forget God's promises and to begin doubting the promises themselves because the immediate circumstances that they were in didn't look anything like victory. It was during these down periods that the people were easily seduced into various forms of idolatry, paganism, and immorality. And yet promise or God's promise was there all along, shadowing them as they went from battle to battle, from temptation to temptation. Joshua and the people had to remain strong and courageous in order to keep the promise in full view, despite their long and difficult journey that they were facing. Now that we've taken a look at why Joshua needed strength and courage let's take a, a moment or uh, the rest of the time that we have to look at our own need for strength and or strength and courage in our life as a Christian as well. The book of Joshua sadly records that the people did not succeed in the end and because or we know that's because they disobeyed God. They did possess the land, just not to the extent that they could have because they permitted certain pagan nations to shabbat. Later on, they were seduced into idolatry by the very same people that God had commanded to be destroyed. And I've thought about that many times from the first time I studied that uh, to the time I studied it there in 2018, So just recently as I studied this, it's very easy for us to sit back and go, why didn't they just listen to God, go in there and wipe everyone out, destroy the pagan nations. It's really easy for us to sit back and criticize them for losing a sure thing that God had given them. But before we do that, we have to realize that we're in a similar situation today. We also have been given the guaranteed situation or a sure thing by God in Christ through our salvation. If We look at Acts 2:38, we see a promise that those who repent and are baptized will be forgiven and receive the Holy Spirit. And Matthew 24:13, a guarantee that those who remain faithful to the end will be saved. And then John 6 verse 40: an assurance. That all of Jesus' disciples will be raised from the dead to be with God forever. These are promises, are sure things, guarantees from God of even better things uh, than that were promised to the children of Israel in Joshua's day. They were promised land, right? But we're promised an eternal life. However, despite the fact that these promises, and guarantees are from God, we too need to have strength and courage. We need strength and courage as Christians, first off, because being a leader for Christ can be difficult. Just being a teacher, a preacher, a minister, uh, anyone that goes out and spreads the gospel message can be difficult for us. How, you know, as we teach it, there's no guarantee that those who are led will want to follow or cooperate with our efforts. In addition, uh, in addition to this, there's always skepticism and various levels of rejection and persecution of those who proclaim Christ. To this day, there's still a very general disbelief and marginalization of those who encourage others to follow that narrow path that leads to Jesus. Those that lead need strength and courage to continue preaching the gospel and serving in the name of the Lord when others think that we may be wasting our time and our energy. We also as Christians need strength and courage daily because we are weak and sinful. It seems so easy as we saw in Acts 2:38. Repent and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized And you'll get forgiveness and the gift of the Holy Spirit. As we know in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Believe in Jesus and you have resurrection and eternal life. As we said, it seems easy. But yet we see Paul in Romans 7.24 cry out, Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death. Here's a man in Paul who has done miracles. He's even been imprisoned for his faith. He's established churches, trained others, produced inspired writings. And yet, when he looks at himself, he sees a sinner. Paul the apostle declares that he is only human, filled with good intentions and faithful service, trapped in a sinful body. As I think on that, that sounds very familiar, and I hope it does to you as well, or maybe it sounds familiar to you. Even if we know that God loves us and we're going to heaven, our lives continue to be filled with doubt, with temptations, with failures because of sin. We need courage and strength to overcome these obstacles in order to remain true to the course that we sat at baptism. That course is to follow Jesus despite our failures. Our strength and courage come from the same place that provided it for Joshua and the children of Israel, from God's word. Through the daily reading, or our daily reading, from regular study, from weekly encouragement that we get when we gather together, God provides spiritual power that we need to remain faithful despite the presence of sin in our lives and all around us daily. And finally, as we look at why we need strength and courage as Christians, the journey is long. When the Jews came out of Egypt, they thought that they would be in the promised land in a matter of weeks. But me and you know it took 40 long years. When we come out of the waters of baptism, we don't know where the Lord will lead us or where he will allow us to go. As Brother Blackwell shared a few weeks back, wouldn't it be wonderful to go straight out of the waters of baptism straight to heaven? But you and me both know that the Christian life doesn't work that way. The period between our baptism, our entry into heaven, is usually very long. Sometimes there's gonna be moments of rapid spiritual and personal growth. However, uh, Christian life also has long stretches of difficulty, things like illness, sickness, loneliness, spiritual dryness, as well as all the things that we face as families or professional problems, just a few of the challenging experiences that Christians undergo at one time or another. Many of the times these may be caused by our own sins or foolishness, but sometimes we suffer because of someone else's carelessness, evil, or ignorance. It requires strength and courage to maintain faith, hope, and love when it seems there's going to be no end to our suffering. However, in the end, and that end does come for those who have endured faithfully, and they will receive a glorious welcome to hev- into the heavenly realm from the Lord himself, as we see in Matthew 25, 21, when we'll hear, Well done, good and faithful servant. In summary this evening, For those of us who have been given a sure thing, that sure thing of salvation and the guarantee of heaven by Christ, we're also on a journey, much like that journey of Joshua. We've faced disbelief and opposition. We've struggled with uh, Satan's many temptations and even suffered much pain and sorrow. Therefore, we must remember to be strong, have courage, that the Lord has seen your way, knows your heart, and is acquainted with every bit of your suffering. If your courage is lagging, if your resolve is weak, think about Joshua, who entered the promised land after 40 years. Remember Paul, who withstood the opposition and even his own feelings of inadequacy at times to eventually say, as we see in 2 Timothy 4, verses 7 through 8, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. That all that Paul refers to when he says all who have loved his appearing, that refers to you And that refers to me. Therefore, be strong and courageous. And remember that life's race is not won by those who are the fastest or the most powerful. But to those who remain faithful until the end. In the Christian journey, it's not how fast you go. The rewards go to those who finish faithfully.